Greetings, everyone. Welcome to D Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just test voice. Let's welcome our guest. Kathleen Gage lost 50 pounds and at nearly 69 is healthier today than at virtually any point in her life. Founder of Vegan Visibility, she is dedicated to working with clients who promote healthy living, compassion for the animals, and kindness to the planet. Please click like to help Be Green with Amy. Welcome, Kathleen Gage. Well, hello. Hello. Greetings and welcome, Kathleen. It is great to be here, Amy. I'm excited. I love, I love, love, love what you're doing. And when I, I saw your before and after of you and your husband, it's like, Whoa, you know, if that's not evidence enough that a plant-based lifestyle is a healthy lifestyle, I don't know what is. You know, and your evidence too. Today, Thank Kathleen's going to share her weight loss story with us, but she's also going to talk about how to reverse the aging process. And I feel like I turned back the clock from 2012 for me. So, because I'm older, so I should be more tired and not as energetic and flexible and strong. I should be feeling those things by now. And I'm not, I think, I think that I have a little bit of that reversing of aging, but you're going to talk more about that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's interesting because what we should be doing is being healthy. You know, that's, that's the fallacy is like, because of food manufacturers and big pharma and healthcare, we have bought into this belief and, and people emulate that in their life of we're supposed to feel bad as we age. We're supposed to gain a bunch of weight. We're supposed to not be flexible. And the reality is, is that we are intended to live very vibrant lives. So that's part of what my mission is. And I know it's your mission is to really educate people and bring awareness to the fact you can be vibrant as you age. Yes, it's so wonderful. And it's something that you feel that everybody needs to know about this. And there's so many things, so much information on the internet and taking people down the sometimes even the wrong path as far as diet and lifestyle goes. So I'm really happy that I stumbled upon this and I'm so glad that I found you so that you could help talk about this as well. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, for me, it, it actually, when I went plant-based, I didn't do it to lose weight, even though I needed to, I'd given up on diets because you name the diet, I've probably done it. And I've been a yo-yo dieter all my life where I would gain 40 or 50 pounds and then I would lose the 40 or 50 pounds. I was a bodybuilder at one point. Um, and actually had to stop going to gyms when the pandemic hit because they shut down all the gyms. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is that I had completely given up on diets because I was just tired of the defeat and the feeling of failure. And I found Dr. Joel Furman's book. I was, I had inflammation. I was 64 at the time, had some inflammation and I was looking for information on how to get rid of inflammation. That's all I wanted. And everything I read indicated that if I got rid of meat and dairy, that I would get rid of inflammation. Now, the, the amazing thing is, is at that point I was doing a lot of animal rescue. And so on the one hand, I was rescuing animals. And on the other hand, I was eating animals and I didn't, I didn't see that there was a disconnect. And I try to bring that kind of empathy into the conversations that I have with people that say they love animals and they're rescuing animals, they're adopting animals, they're doing what they're donating to causes. And then they have a steak or they have chicken wings or whatever it may be. 
And so once I started um, on the plant-based diet, um, which I call that a diet, I was going to do it for seven days. And from what I read, and especially in Dr. Furman's book, and we were talking about him earlier, uh, Eat to Live, um, I was... I was led to believe that I would have a, if you will, a miraculous healing. It's like it happens very quickly. I thought, okay, I'm going to give it seven days. If I don't feel a result in seven days, I'm stopping. I'm going to go back to the way I was eating. And in two days, the inflammation disappeared. In seven days, I dropped five pounds. Continued on. I thought, okay, another seven days. In seven more days, I dropped another five or six pounds. And I'm like, well, this is bizarre. I'm not trying to lose weight, but I'm losing it. But then what I found interesting, I, I've been a runner for a while and I'm a slow runner. Keep in mind that I'm always the last in during a marathon, a 5K, a 10K. That's my claim to fame. But what I what I noticed was my recovery time was better. My speed was increasing and I was just starting to feel better. And then as I started researching about six months into it, I realized that I'm actually vegan because initially I would not call myself vegan. It was like vegans are extreme. They're crazy. They're trying to force their agenda. What I realized was all we're trying to force is the awareness that animals are suffering. Yes, Absolutely. Wow, I I guess, and now the older that you get, you you you're going to be starting to becoming like placing <laughs> as you age. And well, <laughs> you know? I think it's Ruth Heidrich is her name. She's like eighty six or eighty seven, and she's done a lot of marathons. Right. And she said the key to coming in first is just keep running and get older and don't die because you'll be the only one in your age group. And I'm like, I have one more year. I, I turned 69 in May. And so I have one more year before I hit another group level because it's uh, 65 to 69, I think, is the, the age group I'm in right now. So when I hit 70, there's going to be fewer and fewer people. So <laughs> if I just keep running and get old, I'll be first in my class because I'll be the only one in my class. Yeah, I had her on the show. And it's, it's so cute because you, I don't know if how what your experience was when I was younger. You know, very young. You used to, I used to count the days to my birthday, and oh, when I get to be this age, then I can finally do this. And and at a certain point in life, we're not counting the days till our birthday. We're not even thinking about it. Oh yeah, that's right, my birthday's coming up. We don't even really think about. It. <laughs> but you, you have you have these little goals. It's like, oh, my birthday. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, as I, older, <laughs> I like the idea of having milestones and yes. having goals around a birthday because, truth be told, um, I've actually been uh, sober for thirty nine years. I've been in recovery. And I used to have a real problem with drugs and alcohol to the point I was a blackout drinker, ended up on the streets. And when I was younger, I didn't think I was going to make it to 21. I didn't want to make it to 21 because I was just, I, I didn't know how to do life. And it had to do with drugs and alcohol and some other things that happened early on in my life. But then uh, when I hit 21, I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to make it to 25 and I don't want to make it to 25. And when I hit 25, it was like, maybe I'm going to be around for a while. And I had to go through a journey journey of realizing that alcohol was actually what my problem was. It was not all these out, outward uh, problems because it was when I drank, I had problems. And anytime I had a problem, I had been drinking. And so it was uh, way back in 1983 that I stopped alcohol. And it was in 1987 that I gave up all mind altering substances. And that was really the start of a journey that 
had I not done that, my life would not be what it is today. And I wouldn't have the awareness that I have today. And, and I believe that in life, oftentimes we're sent angels in disguise. Uh, I think it says that in the Bible, and there's a lot of spiritual teachers who talk about that, that angels come in many disguises. And just recently, I was at a store buying something, whatever, kitty litter or whatever I was buying. And there was an elderly woman behind me, what I thought was an elderly woman. And it turns out she was only three years older than me, but she was homeless. She was buying just a, a small item. And she said something about taking the bus home. And I said, well, let me give you a ride. Well, turns out I gave her a ride, took her to her van, 72 years old, living out of her van. And she had had substance abuse problems. And I thought, mm. but for the grace of God, there go I. And I think if we look at what we have in life and we look at where we came from, whatever our story happens to be, we can see that we've been blessed throughout our life if we're willing to pay attention to that. So for me, I, I like to look at the things I have in my life, the, the awareness of being a plant-based eater. That's a blessing to me because I no longer am bringing harm to animals in a very unconscious way. Wow, that's beautiful. And and I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because there are many people that have been trying to adopt this lifestyle and they've had a lot of roadblocks and a lot of it is because of things in the past that that have are haunting them. And having you tell your story there I'm sure that that's going to really help a lot of people who are thinking that they just they're not strong enough or or what have you you can dig down and find that strength because well, all that you went through, I'm sure that there's people that can relate to that and get inspiration from that. I wanted to give a, a little shout out because, um, oh, we have, oh, here, here it is. Angela Fischetti. She said, oh, Angela. Hello from South Beach. My best to Kathleen Gage. <laughs> we we both love Angela. And yes. Angela sent me this beautiful CD. And, and just she's an amazing, amazing uh, plant-based eater, vegan, uh, a spokesperson, an advocate. And um, the world needs more Angelas. Yes, absolutely. I wanted to give that shout out. And now that'll give us a chance to transition to our game. It's time for True or False on Be Green with Amy Live. Answer true or false to Amy's questions in the comments below, and Amy will ask our guest for the expert answer. Okay. We also had Angela Fischetti on the show several times, many of them that she's done workout classes, and one time she talked about osteoporosis. So this is going to be a great question. True or false, eating greens will minimize or prevent osteoporosis. Prevent, that's a big ask. Okay, Green Warriors, type in your guess for the answer. And Kathleen, tell us. Ding, 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 true. <laughs> <laughs> it is true because you're getting more nutrients in it, especially if you're eating a whole food plant-based diet and you've given up dairy and you've given up meat. That is a, one of the best ways to minimize and prevent osteoporosis. Uh, of course, resistance training adds to that. And Angela can definitely speak to that better than I can. But uh, resistance training, any kind of movement really helps with that. But what you put in your body is what is going to show up in your body. Wow. And if you talk about reversing the aging process, that is a big one. Absolutely. So that, that Absolutely. Go, going to help a lot of people. And Angela actually did one of the segments on the show that she did was she did a uh, class for exercising, especially for people uh, with osteoporosis. So mm -hmm. it was, and we talk about strength 
And that's a big deal too. But also what you eat is very important too. Absolutely. And I remember growing up, my grandmother, she had really bad osteoporosis. And um, I, as she got older, and she wasn't much older than I am right now when she passed away, but she had this big hump on her back and she slouched over and she was always in such severe pain. And I, I have to wonder if she would have known about proper nutrition, if maybe she would not have had the problems that she did. Oh, yes. I see people when I'm going around, I see people with that. And it's, and I mean, it's cosmetically, of course, it's, it's not what we would like, but it just looks so painful. And it Mm -hmm. looks like it really interferes with with their uh, happiness in their lives and their ability to get around. And it's something that none of us are hope, all of us are hoping that that won't happen. So right. I think that this lifestyle is a very good thing to adopt. And and if you're not doing it all the way, take, take it up a notch because these are really good reasons to do that. Absolutely. And, you know, something you just said about, I, you know, I hope it, this doesn't happen to me. And one thing I know is that we're given today to live fully and to live as vibrantly as possible. And none of us knows how long we're going to be on this planet. I mean, you know, it's, I would like to think that I will continue to live uh, very healthy years for years to come, but anything could happen. And all I know is if I ever take, if I ever have my ability to walk, to talk, to move taken from me for whatever reason, maybe an accident or whatever, I just hope that I, used it as appropriately as possible while I had it. So the reason I like to go running and and run with my dogs and go out and work in the garden and all that is because I want to be able to really appreciate what I have while I have it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And gratitude has been proven that that is another, it should be a pillar of health. Absolutely. very, Very important. Okay. Here's another true or false. True or false, for those who follow a diet which utilizes point counting, if you ate 100% plant-based, you wouldn't have to count points. Is it my turn to answer? (laughs) (laughs) I just wrote an article. I, I did a blog post on that. And um, if people go to my website, they'll see the blog and they find uh, never count points again or something like that is what I called the uh, article. And it had to do with a conversation I had with my sister-in-law who has also been a dieter most of her life and she counts points. She's in the program where she counts points. And I said, well, let me ask you something. If you were, uh, if you ate a lot of fruits and vegetables, would you have to count points? She goes, actually, no, vegetables are like zero and depending on the fruit, it's very minimal and I can even eat potatoes. And I said, so you mean to tell me that you put yourself through this whole rigorous process where you have to count points when if you went whole food plant-based, you wouldn't have to count points? She goes, no, I wouldn't have to count points. And I said, well, you know, maybe I ought to quit counting points and just go whole food plant-based. She goes, oh, but I don't want to give up whatever it was, whether it be bacon, whether it be chicken or whatever. And it's like, okay, we can't have this discussion. It's like, um, it's very simple, but people complicate it. So that is true. Yeah, it's it's almost like you you're, you're given this manual and you and you're like, oh look, here's here's the the solution. It's right here. They gave it to you, right? In the point system, they they just handed it right to you, and you wonder if had anybody really thought about that. And it, it's kind of funny though. I was recently there was some uh, football game. I don't really follow, but my husband does. But apparently, somebody in the stands. Uh, it was cold and maybe they had like baked potatoes in their pockets to keep their hands warm. Mm-hmm. And this person took one of the baked potatoes out of their pocket and started to eat it. 
And another fan was so shocked at the sight of somebody taking a potato and actually eating it in its form that they took a picture and posted on social media and it became this big buzz on social media. That person was eating a potato. Wow. <laughs> you know? And people in our lifestyle were like, well, gee, we do that. We do that. We all do it all. The, you know, as a matter of fact, for <laughs> breakfast, what I what I've been having the last it's been about a week or two that I just kind of hit on this, and I really enjoy starting my day with this. Where it, I bake a potato, and then I add to it legumes, I add to it mushrooms, I add to it green peppers, I add to it whatever I want to, and then I um, put my favorite sauce is actually Dijon mustard with uh, wine vinegar. And that's my breakfast. And it's amazing because I have so much energy as a result of it. But really, it, it, people think that the the quote unquote vegan diet, which again, veganism is a philosophy and it's a, it's a uh, compassion to animals. Plant-based eating is the diet, but they think it's so difficult and it really isn't. And they think they have to give up so much. And What's amazing is, and you know, I'm kind of preaching to the choir with you, Amy, is what people don't realize is their taste buds are going to change. And so what they may be craving right now, like I used to be a major sugar addict and I followed Dr. Furman's uh, protocol to, to just the detail. And as a result, I don't have cravings for sugar like I used to. But I used to be one of those people that I would buy a box of, I think, Little Debbie's donuts, okay? And oh, I think about it now, it's like, oh. And I would buy a box of donuts and I would count how long it would take me to eat the six. So I had it planned out. Okay, it's going to take me about an hour. That I, I was a, I'm a compulsive eater too on, on a lot of levels. So if somebody took one of my donuts, I would be so upset. I'd go back to the store and get another box and I'd finish <laughs> off that box. And, and I, I just, it was like, once I took a bite of sugar, yeah. that was it. I couldn't stop. And that craving for sugar has left me. I don't have that craving like I used to. Yeah. It, it, it's so wonderful because then you can, I, you even, you, I wish I had that picture here that I could share, but you have, you have a shirt that you had a picture of yourself. We were holding your cute little dog and it said, uh, let's say, I think it said, I run because I like to eat. Exactly. Exactly. And I do. I love to eat. And and it's pretty amazing because before I went plant-based, I didn't like to cook. Now I enjoy cooking because I think of where the food came from, uh, the, the love that I can put into the food. And really, I think that cooking can be a very meditative process and it can be a very loving process rather than just going to a fast food restaurant, getting the quickest thing, stuffing our faces, and then being on with our day. And when I, when I go grocery shopping, that's a very meditative process for me. And oftentimes I'll pop on the headset and I'll listen to somebody like Neil Donald Walsh or Wayne Dyer. And I really put myself in the state of, wow, what a blessing that I'm able to buy these groceries, that I'm able to make the foods. And I, I truly um, have incorporated that way of living into my everyday existence. That is a part of what I do, that everything from writing the list to going to the grocery store, to cooking the meal, to doing the uh, the dishes, to uh, cleaning up things, it, it's all part of a process of gratitude for me. 
So when you adopted the lifestyle, you said that you you weren't really thinking about losing weight because you had failed at so many diets before that you I mean you you were being a realist. It's like absolutely you know, it's not gonna I mean, I'm not gonna lose weight here, but hopefully maybe my something will happen with my inflammation. So I, I it would be nice if a lot of people could have that attitude because you know, then you get that uh, pleasant surprise. <laughs> it, it was a very pleasant surprise as the weight started uh, falling off and and I, I just had given up on diets and I started buying into the the belief that as I get older, I'm going to be frumpy. As I get older, I'm not going to have energy. As I get older, I'm going to have aches and pains. But what I realized is it also has to do who you, who you surround yourself with and what you consume in your mind, body, and soul. What you read, what you watch on TV, what documentaries you watch. And what I what I know to be true, and I've known this for a long time, is we are the average of the five to seven people we hang out with the most. And I, I'm trying to think of the motivational speaker who used to say that a lot. But it is true. If you look at your surroundings and you look at the people that you hang out with, are they people that are naysayers? Are they negative? Are they, um, do they dig at each other or do they lift each other up? And I enjoy surrounding myself with people who are very ambitious. I, I have a business associate. We just formed a, a partnership in our businesses. She's been in business for, I think about 10 years and I've had mine 29 years and we formed a partnership. We work within the vegan space and we have set a goal for ourselves that we are going to, our business together is going to be a seven figure business business by the time we turn 70. She's my age. And so we have uh, about 15 months to hit the seven figure mark. And we're definitely on target to be hitting those goals. And I like that. Here I have somebody who has a, a just a, a vibrant mindset. And we have set some goals around business because the more the, the better we do in business, the more vegan businesses we can help. And so the, the thing about a plant-based lifestyle is that's the foundation of everything I do. The fact that I eat plant-based gives me the energy to have the clarity of mind, the energy and the vibrancy to go out and have these really lofty goals. And whether or not I hit the goal, that doesn't even matter at this point. All I have to do is show up every day and do the footwork and leave the outcome to God. I, I love how you say showing up every day because that's 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 a big deal. And if you show up, and it doesn't go exactly as planned, that's okay too, because you showed up. And then tomorrow's available and you're going to show up again. And just Absolutely. showing up every day is so important. It's suit up, show up and do the next indicated step. And that that's the key too, is doing the steps of whatever it is, whatever goal you have. Uh, let's say that you you go to the gym and let's say Angela is your, your coach and your trainer. And she says, okay, over the next 30 days, here are the goals that we're going to work on. And you tell her what you want. And every day she said, okay, this is what you need to do today in order to get to where you want to be in 30 days. If you take those steps, chances are you're going to achieve the outcome. If you only think about it and sit there and go, okay, I want to get healthy. Okay, I want to get more toned. Okay, I want to feel better. And you do nothing in the 30 days, you probably will not hit your, your outcome. Mm -hmm. Yes, very good. Yeah. And Angela was saying, yes, the support in one's circumstances are vitally important. And he said, amen. <laughs> yeah. So you were talking about the weight loss. So it just, it came off, you easily lost in the beginning, five, 10 pounds came off. And then what happened? Well, it's pretty amazing because uh, prior to that, my doctor gave me a few stern warnings. Um, one is I, 
at one point was very high risk for colon cancer. They found precancerous uh, polyps in me. And, you know, I, I started going into that, oh gosh, would look at what I did and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, get over yourself. You don't need to be on your pity pot. You need to do something about it. And my doctor was like, you need to lose some weight. You need to get your blood pressure down. You need to, your cholesterol is starting to go up. I mean, I was really setting myself up for the common diseases that a lot of people as they get older experience. And unfortunately now kids are having these types of diseases show up. But my doctor was like, I really want you to do something about this or we're going to put you on medication. And she knows how I feel about drugs, you know, any kind of drug, prescription drug, it doesn't matter. And I said, give me 30 days. Of course, I went on a crash diet, lost some weight, but that wasn't the solution because I gained it back. Well, when I went plant-based, I had a, an appointment three months after I first started my plant-based journey. And I had dropped by that point about 40 pounds. And I went in for my checkup and she goes, I didn't even recognize you. I mean, because I was glowing. It wasn't just the weight Not loss. Just it was the just weight. That I was exactly, glowing. Yeah. yeah. And um, she, they, of course, did the uh, annual blood work and all of my blood work came back spectacular. And she goes, whatever you're doing, you keep doing it. And she really supports me in my plant-based journey. Now, the thing that I, I really want to uh, point out to people is one of the reasons for me, I do identify as a plant-based eater is when I started, I, I went through a period and this was probably six, eight months ago where I started calling myself vegan. And that's what I focused on. And I wasn't focusing on plant-based eating. So I started buying processed vegan foods. And I'll tell you, I started feeling sluggish. I started putting on some weight. I started, and I, I was like, wait a minute, but I'm vegan. And it's like, oh, be honest with yourself. So I think in the weight loss journey for me, and I'm sure this would apply to a lot of people is being extremely honest about what we're consuming. Like vegans can eat processed foods and be just as unhealthy as they were when they were carnivores. And so it's really about what's the quality of life you want. So for me, it's being 100% honest about what am I putting in my body? And is that a very nutritious food? Is it a whole food? Is it something that's going to support my health? Wow. You're, you're, you're so right. And it's so easy to get that confused as far as the processed foods go and what, what vegan is. And they tried to have this whole food plant-based distinction. And, and some of us are kind of both because you know, one of them is more of a belief system. Right. So it, it can get a little confusing for people. And and because people are so out of touch with things, like when we were talking about earlier with the person in the stands eating a potato whole, <laughs> it, you know, we have a long way to go for people to, to understand, you know, what's going on. So I think I had another true or false question that I wanted to do. And let's see. Oh, because this kind of went along with what you were talking about. True or false, you will save money on your grocery bill if you switch your meat for a whole food plant-based diet. You know, Amy, I have to say, you have probably been listening to my podcast and reading my blog, even if you haven't. These I'm are stalking things that, you, Kathy. No, oh my gosh, you know, I have a, you're a good stalker. But honestly, these are things I've written about and talked about recently. I just did a podcast episode, it dropped on Tuesday, um, about um, the 
how you can actually reduce your grocery bill by being a whole food plant-based eater. And the way you do that, first of all, I, I'll give you the tips that I, I actually uh, recommended in the podcast episode. One is write a grocery list, because if you go to the store with no plan, you're going to end up spending a lot more than you anticipated, or you're going to end up forgetting things and you go back to the store and then you spend more on that next trip. So write yourself a grocery list, include fruits, vegetables, beans, legumes, bulk foods. And I, the grocery store I go to, they have a nice bulk section. So I buy bulk walnuts. I buy uh, beans there. I buy legumes. I buy orzo. I love orzo. And I have to be careful not to eat too much orzo because orzo is kind of fattening, but it's, it's still, it's delicious. It's still good. <laughs> but the, the thing is, is like when you buy your, your vegetables, if you can't afford organic, don't make that as an excuse that you can't buy vegetables because it's better to move in the direction of having fruits and vegetables, even if they're not organic. And I do understand that there are people in areas that are red line areas that they don't have those foods available to them, which is really unfortunate. And that's a whole issue to do with politics and the government, and we're not even going to go there. But the reality is, if you have the stores available, shop on the parameter of the store, write yourself a list and really think through your menus for a week. Then when you get home, start dicing and slicing and preparing food so that it's real easy to make a salad, make a stir fry, whatever you're going to make, but you actually will reduce the cost. I, I have actually gone into the meat department just to look at prices to see what are people paying? Because I heard they went up and I don't yeah. like going to the meat department, but I, I was shocked when I saw those five pound rolls of uh, hamburger. They used to be something when I was eating hamburger, it was like, $8. And I think it's $30 now. And it's like, that's ridiculous. And, you know, what I also know to be true is you can actually, without even looking at somebody's cart, you could probably guess what's in their cart by looking at them. And I, I'm not making this as a judgment call. I'm not body shaming or anything, but this is a reality that we live in. People are killing themselves with food. And with a whole food plant-based diet, you're actually creating life. And so, yes, the answer to that long answer to a short question is true, true, true. <laughs> yep. And, and our green warriors are agreeing with you. And Elizabeth said, just eat your beans. <laughs> eat your beans, eat your beans. And uh, I love, you know, I had to say, I love beans. And I just, I, I, the other day I did something that I really found enjoyable. I took red beans and um, I put, I baked them and I use, that was like a snack. I, I took a can of beans and I rinsed it really well because you don't always have time to prepare your beans. So canned beans can work, just rinse them really well. And if you can get the organic canned beans, do that, but make sure you do rinse them and do low sodium, because that's another thing that Dr. Furman really promotes is a no SOS diet, which is no added salt, no added oil, and no added processed sugar. Right. And that's the, that's the lifestyle that I follow. Jesse T asked Elizabeth, what, what are your favorite beans? Maybe she'll answer in the chat. <laughs> there's so many beans. Oh, there's, I like our garbanzo beans. I like white beans. I like black beans. I like red beans. I like beans. And, you know, it, it, it's funny because I can make a whole meal with like five or six different beans and add in a little black rice and some lettuce and some uh, parsley and some, uh, gosh, uh, just 
I go into my refrigerator and I go, oh, okay, what's here today? Let's take a look. And like this morning, I had my potato bowl and I did some grated carrots in it. It was amazing. Yes. And that's what I like about, oh, Angela said, I'm heading over to Kathleen's for breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> You're welcome anytime. <laughs> yeah. I I heard people hear people say, "Oh, what do you? How do you keep vegetables from going bad?" And and I heard Kathleen Patrick Cudrow. She said, uh, "You eat them." I was just gonna say, <laughs> and you, you say eat them. It's like if they're if they're going bad, then you need to focus more on putting vegetables in your diet every single day. Yeah. And that's what's great about this lifestyle, because at least with the, the standard American diet, most people think that you have to have certain items for breakfast and their breakfast foods, where we can eat last night's leftovers for breakfast, or we can Absolutely. get something that looks like it's on its way to maybe not doing so well in the refrigerator, and we can put that together with something and eat that for breakfast and not have a problem with it. It's not something that that happens right away, but that is part of the transition. Absolutely. Well, you know, Amy, what, what's uh, amazing is a lot of people have been conditioned because advertisers and food manufacturers, they spend millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to convince us to live a certain way. And the egg industry, the meat industry, the milk industry, the dairy industry, they, they want us to believe that we need to have for breakfast bacon and eggs and milk. That's, you know, in a, in a perfect world, that's what they want you to eat. Well, we don't live in a perfect world in our health situation. If people just look around when I, when I broke my wrist a few years ago, uh, it was two years ago, almost to the day. And um, I know Angela recently broke hers too. And we compared notes on that, but it was so interesting to see how unhealthy people are as just, you know, like that's, that's life today. You, it used to be when I was growing up, if, somebody was overweight, that was kind of out of the norm. Yeah. And now if somebody's healthy, that's out of the norm. And we have to turn the, the conversation upside down. We have to change the, uh, the dialogue that we're having around what it is to be healthy, because it's not just about how we look, but it's how we feel. And it's a pressure on the healthcare system. I mean, we can go so deep with this of why a whole food plant-based diet is the best diet to be on because it really does give you your life back. Right. That, that fall that you had with breaking your wrist, that could have been a totally devastating outcome if you had been uh, plagued with osteoporosis and, and even just because if you weren't eating the, the foods that you eat, the healing process probably would have been prolonged. Absolutely. And, and when I, when I had to go and, and meet with my surgeon and meet with my PT and all that, and they, they have the uh, physician's assistant come in and they ask you questions and they would say, okay, so, um, you know, how much meat do you eat a day? I mean, our, our healthcare system here in, in Oregon, they, they're pretty on top of things. And they would ask me these questions and I'd say, I don't, I'm a plant-based eater. And I, and I would tell them, now I want you to put in my chart, this is one amazing woman. And they kind of giggled. And I said, no, no, I'm going to sit here while you write that down. <laughs> And I would make them put it in my chart. So all over my chart, it says, she is an amazing woman. She is an amazing woman. <laughs> and that's about the affirmations we have too. So part of being on a whole food plant-based diet is having the clarity of mind to really affirm that this is a healthy thing to do. There's so many elements to it. And 
The food is just one piece of it. We talked about gratitude. That's really important. Giving thanks for the food that you have on your plate. Oh my gosh. And for the hands that brought that food to you. And, and this is what I invite people who kind of poke fun at vegans and or they're very harsh with vegans. I mean, I'm starting to get the, the trolls coming out that are saying, you, you couldn't possibly be healthy if you don't eat meat. And I say, what I would invite you to do is think about where that food came from. Really go back to the whole process. And I would venture to say if people really had to think about what happened to the animals, that they would give up eating animals because a lot of people don't want to know. And the reason they don't want to know is if they know, they have to make changes. Yeah, I agree very much. I came into this lifestyle for health because I discovered Dr. Furman on PBS and also for health, not just for me, but for my family. And then I was scouring the internet for information back in 2012. There really wasn't as much as there is now. And then I started stumbling upon the compassion. And I really was shocked. And, and there was a lot of other feelings that happened to me as well when I discovered what was going on. And so, and, and this is just, it's just a process of learning. Right, right. You know, and any step that you can make, even, you know, you, you have so many three meals a day, sometimes people eat four meals a day. So if you can do one of those a, a week. Absolutely. Change, you, know, right? you are so correct, Amy. It's just moving in that direction. And, and let me ask you this, Amy, um, when you connected the dots on the compassion part, did you have to go through a forgiveness process? I, I know I did. I, I actually grieved all the animals because I used to wear leather. I, you know, uh, Western boots and all of that. And I, I was just like, wow, how many animals have I been responsible for their death and um, directly or indirectly? And I, I had to forgive myself and I had to allow myself to grieve that process of, wow, I was so, here I thought I was so conscious because I've been on a spiritual journey for since my, well, when I quit drinking and, and uh, I, I look at that and I, I thought, here you thought you were so spiritual and the most spiritual thing you could have done is stop eating animals. So right. but they did you say, go through anything like that? I, you know, I did. And it was so, there was just a, a roundabout thing in my head, you know, what you didn't know, but you, but, but, you know, but you did it, you know? And, mm -hmm. and so I, I just really, it, it was, I think that that's what got launched me into doing what I'm doing now. You just, uh, you must have taken your ESP classes because I was just thinking, well, now you're doing your advocacy work yeah. through your, your live streams and your podcast and what great work to do because now we can be a voice for the voiceless. And as uh, Jackie Norman, who is with uh, Vegan FTA for the animals, she used to be a dairy farmer and now she's 100% vegan. Her, they're advocates and activists and, um, you know, pretty much she... Gosh, I lost that my train of thought on that. See, we're on well, live stream, and I completely well, you lost had asked me about about my compassion when I discovered the the compassion end of what, what our lifestyle is. Oh, yes, and yes, how did yes. I come to so, terms with it? And I talked about my advocacy, and then you go okay. ahead. Boy, I'm glad somebody's following my conversation. <laughs> I'm see, this is just okay for for those people who are ever concerned that if you're on a live stream that you'll lose your train of thought, you too can lose your train of thought. But what she said is it's not that the animals are voiceless, it's that we're not listening. And I'm like, wow, that's powerful. And so we are a voice for the voiceless and we need to be listening. So, oh, wow. That's just 
And it, and and I just love that that what we're, what we're doing, the choices that we're making when we eat this plant based lifestyle. Some people say, like you said, you weren't even for for the weight loss. You just wanted to reduce your inflammation, and that was your only reason. And here, the same lifestyle that helped with the inflammation also helped you to lose weight, which absolutely, a, and it helped the animals and and the environment. You know, so you're just getting all these bonuses for adopting this lifestyle. Well, and I'm curious about with you and your husband. How long did it take both of you to to drop the weight and release the weight that really was a burden to you? Right. Well, I mean, I'm a petite gal, so I lost probably. Well, you know, you plateau, and then seven years later, you think you're never going to lose any more weight and you're happy with where you are. And then all of a sudden you go down a little more. So, but for, for me, even if I was five pounds overweight, it would be a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like it would be 20 pounds on somebody else. Right. Right. So, but yeah, I, I, I really, I really wish I kept a journal. I really wish I, I logged it. Our, our goal mostly was my husband's blood pressure. He was on all kinds of medications and you know, I just, I loved him in any shape he was, but I really wanted his blood pressure down. It was really becoming frightening to me mm-hmm. because medications weren't, were not helping as much as they promise or whatever. But anyway, so we kept the logs of that very well. So I, I would, even just in a week, I think I, I noticed, a, I, I was trying not to weigh myself in the beginning, right. but I noticed right. my clothes were fitting differently you know, because people say if you weigh yourself, you might might be disappointed. And so the way your clothes fit you, oftentimes that'll be your non-scale victory. So yeah, I would say within a week. But you know, men, they burn calories <laughs> so quickly. So <laughs> he was snacking on nuts. I wasn't, I was having a little bit of nuts because Dr. Furman says you should have a little bit of nuts, but I was just making sure I only right, had right. a little bit. And he was just <laughs> And you like and he's dropping and he's dropping much faster than me. <laughs> well, you both look great. You both look well, great. Thank you. And, and you know, it's interesting because another benefit of of the whole food plant based diet is um, with the weight loss also comes uh, more fertility. You know, we were our infertility rates are through the roof. Men's uh, issues with erectile dysfunction through the roof, and. Um, it's like a lot of that is resolved by people going on a whole food plant-based diet. And one is you have more energy so you can, you know, enjoy your relationship more. And two is, you you know, you're just, you're shedding all these barriers to health and, you know, the whole high blood pressure thing. Um, I, I think it's Dr. Furman who talks about like the precursor to a heart attack is in men it's ED, which, you know, it's kind of like makes sense at first. I, I was like, why? And it's like, it definitely makes sense. So, Beyond the weight loss, there's so much benefit to eating a whole food plant-based diet. One is your grocery bill goes down, you look better, you feel better, your clothes fit better, all of that. Right. And and, and also your, your skin, right? We get, by adding all these colors of these different fruits and vegetables, we're actually absorbing these colors in a way and, and it's coming out in our skin and making Absolutely. us look more youthful and and our faces are glowing. It's just, it's amazing. Absolutely. So do we have another true or false question? Yes, I think we do. Let me get that because I just was getting so into our chatting. Okay, now Amy, let's go to the next true or false question. (laughs) Okay, let's see if I have, I think, well, let's see. 
maybe somebody who's watching would send yes, us. Yes, yes. Okay. Did I did we do? I don't think we did this one, right? True or false? The percentage of obese Americans is greater than the percentage of Americans who are overweight, and is also greater than the percentage of Americans who have a normal weight. I am sad to say that is true. I am sad to say that because um, it 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 uh, yes, that is true, and it's happening in children too. That's that's the thing that that really upsets me more than anything is is these innocent children that don't know any better mm -hmm. and they would do better if they knew better. And that's, that's a lot of it. It's like, you know, a lot of people, they put blame on the parents or they put blame on, you know, the kid. And a lot of times people don't know what they don't know. They just don't know. And so I think with what you're doing, what Angela does, what I'm doing, what Dr. Furman is doing, what the National Health Association is doing, we're educating people and raising awareness. And that's why, to me, it saddens me when people attack us and say, oh, you're trying to push your agenda. It's like, we're trying to give you information so that you can live a healthier life and be more compassionate to the animals. Um, you know, actually, Dr. Furman, I, I believe, is going to be speaking at at, uh, the NHA conference this year. And um, it, it happens in June in Cleveland. And I mean, they bring in like the top luminaries of the plant-based movement, people that have been doing this for, I have a friend, Katrina Fox, you probably know of Katrina. She's in uh, Australia, I believe. And she's been vegan for 30 years. Um, Mark um, Huberman, who is the president of the National Speakers or National uh, Health Association, he's been vegan all his life. He's 72 years old, all his life. He's never consumed meat. He was raised by vegans. And it's like the guy is phenomenal in his health. He, he's very active. He's has no health issues at all. And there's something to be said for the fact that he's been vegan all his life. Yeah, I had him on the show with his wife, Wanda. And it's and he even talked about how he was a raw vegan for mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. and, and then the first time that he actually had warm food, it was quite a a uh, interesting uh enter, enter and, and entertaining kind of uh event for him to feel right, right. Warm in his mouth and not know <laughs> how to quite handle that so so we talked about your weight loss and we talked about the the inflammation and and we talked about how this lifestyle can really help to revitalize you and, and turn back, back the clock so what would you suggest if somebody was popping in and they had not tried this lifestyle, what would you say that they could do to, to maybe even dip their toe in the water? You know, Amy, that is a great question. Thank you for asking. The first thing I would recommend is to get the book Eat to Live. You can go down to your local Barnes and Noble and get it today. You can get it on Amazon. If you don't shop on Amazon, you can go to eBay. There are plenty of them out there. So get that book and read it and really sit down and consume the information. The second thing I would recommend is that you hook into some Facebook groups that are supporting the plant-based lifestyle. There's plenty of them out there. Um, there's LinkedIn groups that are specific to that. And then start reaching out to people and say, I'm really curious. You know, I'd like, you know, have people reach out to you, Amy, or have them reach out to Angela. Reach out to the people that have the information that will benefit you. And don't try to be perfect in what you're doing. Start right where you're at. Um, I know a big issue for some people when they want to make this lifestyle change, they go, what about all the groceries I have? Well, you know, you 
you could toss them, but you may not want to. What about a, you know, a food bank? You could donate some of your stuff to a food bank or if, you know, it, it really is dependent on what you want to accomplish, but you might want to consume that food. I wouldn't recommend it. I, I would say, um, clean out your kitchen, your pantries, your refrigerator, and then write yourself a grocery list based on what you learn from Eat to Live. Write a grocery list. And Dr. Uh, Greger is another one that's great to follow. Uh, nutritionfacts.org is his site and phenomenal, phenomenal information. But write your grocery list. And I, I'm very much a list writer. So I put it in columns like, here's my fruits, here's my vegetables, here's my beans, here's all the, you know, like, okay, I need to get toilet tissue, I need to get paper towels, whatever it is I need to get, and cat food and all that kind of stuff. And um, so I, I'm very organized in my list. And then I take my pen and I mark it off as I go to the grocery store. But another uh, thing I would recommend is start watching some of the documentaries. What the health is a great one to start with for your health. Then once you do that for a little while, then you may be ready to start consuming the information that goes deeper into the philosophy and the compassion and all of that. Depending on somebody's personality would determine, do they need to be uh, have something in their face or do they need to be eased into it? Game changers. If you're an athletic type of person, a lot of people think that athletes have to eat meat. I've got friends who are professional bodybuilders, they're professional uh, football players. Um, I just found out about one professional football player who's actually mentoring my nephew, who is a football player. Uh, and he, this professional football player is a plant-based eater and he's advising my, my nephew on other ways to eat. And uh, <laughs> so those would be a few of the things I would recommend and surround yourself with other plant-based eaters. Usually in most local markets, there are vegan restaurants. There are groups, uh, meetup groups that get together. I know in the Sacramento area, Linda Middlesworth, she has a, the vegan society of Sacramento, 5,200 members, and they have regular meetup groups. So there's a lot available when people say, I don't know what to do. You were just given some information. Now it's a matter of will you do it or not. But do it at a pace that is appropriate for you. For me, I tend to be very black and white. It's like once I made the decision that I was going to try it for seven days. Okay, now I'll try it for another. But once I said, I'm in this to win it, I'm doing it, I'm not going back there's no going back for me. And there's no, for me, there's no cheating. There's no like, oh, I'll just have a little piece of bacon. I, I couldn't even imagine that. And that's the same with my drinking. It's like, I don't have one drink because I know what that will do to me. That will be my demise. And I certainly don't want to be the demise of animals out there. So I kind of went on a tangent there. I'm a little ADHD at times, but bottom line is try it. Try it for, for 30 days. That's why Veganuary was started, because it gives people a foundation for what they can do to turn their health around. But log it. You know, Amy was mentioning about keeping a journal that it would have been nice to do that. I feel the same way. I wish I would have kept a journal. But I encourage you, write down what your weight is today, how you're feeling, how you feel when you wake up, how you feel after you eat certain foods, and then try it for 30 days. Don't weigh yourself in that 30 days, but give it 100% on the eat to live protocol. And I promise you, I promise you, you will be amazed at what's going to happen in 30 days. Be sure to drink plenty of liquids, like plenty of water, not sodas and all that, but a lot of good, clean water. Wow, that was wonderful. Very good advice. And somebody could go back and play that again when they need a little encouragement or they want to 
to try to remember. So when people do adopt this lifestyle, oftentimes if they're not living alone, they can encounter some problems. And did you encounter any problems or situations? And if so, how did you deal with that? Sometimes, sometimes. And, and, um, I, I actually have a wife. We've been together 33 years and wow, she's been a hundred percent supportive of my choices. And we have an agreement. I don't force my way on her. She doesn't force hers on me. But what I really appreciate about what Karen has done is she doesn't cook any meat in the house. I mean, she really is respectful of that. And she has cut way back to where I would say she's about 90% of the way there. And like she's eating now the, the breakfast I do with the potatoes and all that. She's like, are you making extra so I can have some? Absolutely. So at home with my, my spouse, I get a lot of support. Um, her mother-in-law lives on our property and I cook a lot of meals for her mother-in-law. She's very supportive too. And she happens to have a plant-based doctor. Now where I've run into a few challenges are people that are going to be visiting. And when I say, okay, well, I'll be doing all the cooking. And it's like, you mean you're not going to have meat? It's like, no. And my sister jokingly said, she goes, I'm going to bring some T-bone steaks. And I said, oh, no, you're not. I said, those will not come into my house. And she goes, you're pretty serious about this, aren't you? And it's like, yes, I am. And so what I like to do is when we have company, I actually do the cooking and they, many of them can't even tell that it's a plant-based meal, that it's void of animal and dairy. They're like, this is really good. So what I find is a great opportunity to educate people is to do the cooking for them. But for the most part, I get mo I would say I get a lot of support much so than much more so than what I hear from other people. But I think the big thing to keep in mind is that because you've made the change, other people might get defensive because they feel like you're going to impose your way on them. But if you're doing the cooking and the shopping, like when I shop, I do most of the shopping, I will not buy meat or dairy. It's just not happening. And when I first set down that ground rule, it was, we had to have discussions over it. Wow. That's great. And it's a, it's a, it's a testimonial to your marriage that absolutely uh, you you know because these are you go through certain things and when you can get through them in a way that everybody can be positive and right. and not try to because some some people have spouses or others in their household that might be trying to sabotage them and it's not just for adopting a healthy lifestyle it could be for dealing with addic other addictions absolutely you know you are so right Amy that it, it's I think a lot of it too is trying to understand their position because if if we make a change and we try to force other people to make that change at the same time, they may not be ready. They may not want to. They may not need to, like with drinking, for example. It's like people will change just by virtue of the fact that you've made a change. So your environment does start changing. But I know that when I've had to have kind of deep conversations I don't do it when I'm frustrated. I don't do it when I haven't prepared for the conversation. And I'll say, I, I really need to have this conversation and I just need you to hear what I'm saying. And then let's have a conversation about it. Let's have a talk about it. But if I come across like, I want you to stop eating all meat and dairy, you just can't do that. Well, that's not going to work. You know, it, it's like uh, you, you have to let people go at the pace that they're going to go through. But if they constantly try to sabotage you, that's a whole different conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole different dynamic. Mm -hmm. I, I don't experience that in my life.
Yeah, sounds sounds like you have a wonderful relationship, and it's been a long time. So I, I do, and what I appreciate also are I get a lot of support from friends. I have quite a few vegan friends in in my local area, but um, like when I go out to eat, I do have people that are being respectful of my choices. I did have a situation recently where uh, my brother in law came to visit with his wife, and we went out to a restaurant. And the chef was amazing at what they made me. Well, then my brother-in-law starts in. He goes, well, you realize that um, as many animals get killed with plants and the bugs and this. And I said, you know, <laughs> we're not even going to have this discussion. I said, because you're looking for an argument. And I just don't want to do that. I said, let's just enjoy dinner. You eat your meal. I'll eat my meal. Let's not go there. And his wife goes, thank you so much. <laughs> That was a perfect answer because there yeah. are people that are sometimes have those kinds of situations and they think, what what could I have said? And that's that's a great, great thing to say. You know, let's just enjoy our time together and not not talk about it. That's that's and you were and you didn't put anybody on the defense. And, I, I, you know, I, yeah. I and you have to pick your battles. You have mm -hmm. to decide, is this real? Because I lately I've been getting a little caught up on some things said on Twitter and I, I start engaging people and I'm thinking, why am mm. I even doing this? I don't know this person. I don't, yeah. you know, they're, they're not in important in my life. And one guy today, he put up a, a picture of a dead moose that people had shot. And I'm like, really, that's the best you can do. That's, yeah. that's where your energy goes. And there was a part of me that wanted to react to it. And then there was that smarter part of me that thought, you know what, just ignore them. And if you need to, you can block them. It's, yeah. He doesn't know me. I don't know him. I just happen to represent something in him that makes him very defensive. So it is what it is. Yeah. So you were talking about having guests over. Jesse, he said, what do you cook for your guests? Um, I like to cook spaghetti, vegan spaghetti. I like to cook. Uh, I do an amazing, amazing chili uh, that comes out of the book by my good friend, Felicia Slattery. She did a cookbook. I think it's called 101 uh, Crock-Pot Recipes. Um, it's green cover and it's on page 90. I know it to a T because I've mm -hmm. done it so many times. And um, uh, gosh, I love to cook or make salads. I do amazing salads. Um, I can do baked potatoes and baked vegetables that are delightful. And so it's just giving a variety of foods to people that uh, portobello mushrooms are great to cook with. So my go-to for if we're going to have kids over is spaghetti. And I might throw in the, the vegan meatballs just so that they feel like they're having the regular spaghetti. And I remember when my, my niece came to visit with her three kids and her husband, and I made spaghetti and then I had um, sorbet, fresh fruit sorbet for dessert and put little strawberries in it and put, you know, just little decorative things on it. And the kids were like, this is really good. We want to come back and have more. And it's like, yes, it's a win. If you can get past kids, you can get past anybody. <laughs> well, those are so, some great ideas. Thank you. Jesse T said, sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. And I really, my, I, I was the principal cook in my home and then uh, we were following the SOS free, no sugar, oil or salt lifestyle that Dr. Furman promotes. And so things didn't really taste very good in the beginning. Right. And, uh, but my husband took over the kitchen because he said, I'll do this if it tastes good. And since it, he didn't think it was tasting good, he wanted to figure it out. And he really did. 
he really figured out a lot how to make it SOS free and taste delicious. And, and I'm absolutely amazed. And, and when we have company over, he, we are, we like you, we don't serve anything that's not in our lifestyle. Right. And, uh, people really are enjoying it. And he's, it's just amazing what you can do with, uh, with vegetables. Okay. Now <laughs> Angela said, I'm seriously, I'm heading over for tonight's <laughs> dinner. At Catherine's. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have really enjoyed this time with you and I'm thanking you so much because you, you shared some things about your life that you brought up some things that were a little bit painful and a little bit tear jerking for me, but you, your weight loss story and, and showing us that you could help yourself by eating this way and reducing and eliminating the inflammation and all the other things that you were successful with doing by adopting this lifestyle. And of course, teaching us about this aging process and how by adopting this lifestyle, we can definitely reverse it. I hope that everybody that's watching and listening, maybe you could click like and show your appreciation for what Kathleen shared with us today. So I really want to thank you, Kathleen. Oh, thank you. It's It's been delightful. I love what you're doing. I love your colors. And um, I, I want to thank Angela for introducing us to each other yes. and to really encourage people to look at what you're doing on a daily basis to create the quality of life that you want. Um, because truly, you do have more control in your life than oftentimes we've been led to believe. And I, I can't even begin to tell you how grateful I am that I adopted this lifestyle and that I get to meet amazing people like you, Amy. So I do encourage people, please hit the like button. Please, you know, leave a review because that helps with the algorithm. So now I'm going into the, you know, that techie side. But right. Which leads us into people. this, which I can ask you now. Tell us about what you do and oh, how we well. can find you on social media. Thank you for asking. Um, I actually am a business consultant and I work primarily within the vegan space. I work with organizations like the National Health Association and clients who are coaches, consultants, mentors who want to get more visibility. Uh, I recently partnered with uh, my business associate, B. Lynn Hopkins, and we have Vegan Visibility Productions. So we do everything from creating virtual summits to working on live events, uh, affiliate marketing management, uh, book um, publishing and launches. So anything that helps somebody to create more visibility. And what I love about what I do is the people I work with are in the vegan and plant-based space. So it, I'm so aligned with what they're doing and very passionate to help them raise their visibility so they can do more good in the work, in the world. Okay. And so you have your website, which is veganvisibility.com, right? That is it. Yes. And you're on Instagram, right? Kathleen Gage. And then you also are on Facebook. We have a lot of Facebook fans, Vegan Visibility. So there's a lot. And I like it because even if people are not having a business that they're interested in, it may be later on that they may develop one, but they can find out about the people that you're making these connections with and helps to support them as well. Absolutely. Very helpful. Absolutely. And thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Okay. So I wanted to um, ask the Green Warriors, what are you going to remember about this interview today? What's your takeaway? Put it in the comments so others who are coming by can see what you liked. And please stay tuned for a special announcement. I do want to thank Just Task Voice because she did the promos and she did the voiceover. 
And she's going to tell us who is coming up next. Dr. Susanna Vazzoni of Plant-Based Telehealth will discuss strategies for dealing with anxiety and depression. Join us on Wednesday, February 11th, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Be Green with Amy Live. And as a special thank you to all of you, I'm going to offer you five free recipes. So you just go to begreenwithamy.com slash join, and I'll send you five free recipes. And I wanted to give a special hug to everybody. So if you can take your right hand and grab your left shoulder and take your left hand and grab your right shoulder, now squeeze, because that's a hug from me to you. And if you would like to join me and Kathleen, because we're going to say our tagline, are you ready, Kathleen? I'm all set. Okay, very good. All right. Well, until I see all of you again, remember, be strong, be well, and be green. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye -bye. Now you can listen to Be Green with Amy expert interviews wherever you go. Listen while walking, meal prepping, or traveling. Find Be Green with Amy on Apple, Google, Alexa, Amazon, or virtually anywhere you find podcasts. Be strong, be well, and be green.